Greetings, and welcome to Season 2 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join us as we go on a magical journey through the craziness that is video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we ask the question, have AAA studios lost touch with their fans? You guys all have phones, right? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Guy Podcast. It's time once again to talk about AAA studios. Have they gone tone deaf? Have they lost touch with us? Let's talk about it. I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, dude? Not much, man. How are you doing tonight? Pretty fantastic. It's been a week, and this is <laughs> just to pull the curtain back a little bit. We're recording this like a week from Thanksgiving, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm about um, to go do a whole butt ton of traveling. I will honestly <laughs> tell you that next week has been exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and the week after that. Yeah um i did get promoted at work so i've been mm-hmm. i've been working harder than an ugly stripper <laughs> come on that was good you no? and the dad jokes today <laughs> how is that a dad joke where's the dad joke i'm sorry an ugly stripper has to work harder for their money that's just a, that's just a fact or just you know more alcohol i mean is that not the same thing? I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what you been playing? Um. So weirdly, uh, and this kind of will stem a little bit into a topic we talk about in a little bit. Uh, I've been playing Destiny Two because Activision gave it away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here you go. Here, I, I've been playing it as well. Like, uh, I think we're around the same area in like the yeah, third yeah. world. Yeah, and honestly, I've been playing it as well because, well, it's it. Okay, caveat this: I played a good chunk of the first Destiny. It was a gift from the awesome Dan. That is not this Dan, uh, the one I usually play from with Seven Days to Die, um, and it was okay. I it was back when Peter Dinklage was still the ghost, and it was he was phoning in the performance before Nolan North took over, and I just kind of like this is a game. Yeah. Destiny 2, however, has been pretty darn fun. Nolan North continues to be the ghost, but there's also um, Nathan Fillion, uh, Gina Torres, uh, Lance... Uh, God, I can't remember his name. Lance Reddick. Um, just an all-star cast of amazing voice actors and general, you know, just amazing actors have been in it, and I was just bowled over by how great the the cinematics have been and how great the voice acting has been, so... I'm on board. I'll keep playing. Like I'm not. I'm not disliking my experience with it. But I didn't dislike Destiny One, but I was just bored with it. And I'm not bored of this one yet. Yeah. Let's see if this is the guy. I think it is. Oh, that actually wasn't the guy I thought it was. Okay. Lance Reddick. I I was thinking like that guy who did that voice. Like I could picture him in my head. And it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't actually this guy, but that yeah. makes it actually a little funnier that it is this Lance. Were you Reddick. thinking of Keith David? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, uh, Lance Reddick is is the if you guys aren't familiar out there, um, 
Fringe. He was the director of the F- the FBI. Uh, he's been in pretty much everything. He's got a very distinctive voice. Uh, honestly, similar to Keith David, but less gravelly. If I'm not wrong here, I also believe he was in Oz. Yes, he was. I'm because sixty percent sure. People in Oz have been in literally everything else. He was also in The Wire, but yeah, yeah he, he was, was a captain in The Wire, wasn't he? He was Desmond Mobay in Oz. Oh, and he was also the um, the the hotel manager, the front desk manager in uh, John Wick. Yes, just yeah. he's just awesome. I, I huge respect for Lance Reddick. Yeah, but it always makes me amused because uh, there's this weird thing that I've noticed, and especially in Hollywood, uh, is that the people who were in Oz have like been in everything. Mm-hmm. It's the like. There's the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Yes, I was just about to mention that. And there's a, there's like one or two degrees of separation of anything you've ever seen and the HBO series Oz. <laughs> I mean, Ernie Hudson, J.K. Simmons, Lee Turgeson, Dean Winters, Terry Kinney, Rita Moreno, Harold Paranow. You can find anyone who's been in Oz and they've either been in something that another Oz person has been in or been in whatever you've been watching. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And like, it, it, it's because it was like the first HBO original series and it went yeah. on for so long. It, yeah. It's just, it's just funny to see like how they're everywhere, like yep. including current HBO series and stuff like Westworld. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's also, um, God, uh, like, uh, Dean Winters is in those commercials where, I'm um I'm an over emotional teenage girl. You know those commercials with the, yeah, the, the auto insurance. And so is uh JK yeah, Simmons. JK Simmons. He's farmer's guy. Yep. And I think uh those are I can't remember which which company does those, but everyone knows those commercials. Yeah. Allstate, I think. I think it's Allstate, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we've completely gone off on a tangent here. But yes, but yes both been playing Destiny 2. We've been playing Destiny 2 because it was free. And, yeah, uh, I mean, why not? It, and it's one of those things, like, I was curious about Destiny. Like, I like the idea of Destiny, like the first-person shooter, MMO, quasi. It, basically, if Borderlands was an MMO is what Destiny always felt like a little bit. Except with raids-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would have played the first one if it ever came out on PC. Uh, and since it didn't, I was like, oh, well, I'll wait for the second one to come out for PC because it was going to, but it was like mm-hmm. a month or two delayed from the console launch. So we'll it was okay. Later. Well, I get to, I get to wait for a couple of months and then it's like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to wait and I'll see, see what the, the response is from the people who, you know, pl- like hardcore played destiny one. And it mm-hmm. was not very good at launch. They were like, you just gave us the less gate, the same game we just had before, but less of it. And, more microtransactions and i was like "Ooh, yeah i'm gonna avoid that for a while yeah i can completely understand that although honestly what i've played so far i haven't even found how to do microtransactions yeah. so i don't know if they've been removed or if that is just a feature that i haven't unlocked uh, yet, I they guess. definitely haven't been removed but it's uh that has to do with the bright ingrams or whatever which i don't think we've okay. even gotten them in, okay. in the game or whatever i don't know right but, right you basically buy bright ingrams i think and random loot i think i mm-hmm. think i don't know i haven't haven't experienced that yeah yet, so. I, I i've i'm in, <laughs> i'm on the same clueless boat that we we both are right now yeah 
And then the other game that I've been playing is a weird mobile game that's called Golf Battle, which uh, <laughs> what? It's okay. So you know, like the Angry Birds mechanic where you kind of pull back and then shoot, like let go and it shoots. So imagine sure. a, a putt putt game that kind of uses that mechanic where you kind of aim and then pull back and let go and it hits the mm-hmm. ball or whatever. So it's this putt putt game, but there are two different game modes and they're all multiplayer. And Mm -hmm. one of them is uh, the standard match kind of game where you try to finish the hole in as few hits as possible. And the other one is called like battle mode or something. And it's just speed. It's whoever can get through the three or four holes as quickly as possible, no matter how many shots it takes you. It's just how fast you can do it, not how efficiently you do it. Hmm. So it's all right interesting like it's because it's like six people all playing at the same time and just golf balls flying everywhere and it's kind of funny that sounds interesting i mean it's been kind of curious yeah it's been just fun to just goof around with sitting on the couch or whatever periodically so nice so what have you been playing because i know you've been playing a lot more than destiny 2 and yeah i mean (laughs) the obvious being overwatch since i streamed that daily from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday Eastern Standard Time. Hint, hint. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, phenomenal game. I have had nothing but good times with it so far. Uh, just the ridiculousness that has, has been going around. I'm sure if you have heard of anything on the internet or at, or at all on Reddit, you've seen some of the gifts that have gone around of people just um, launching bears at other people, so to speak. Uh, there's one there's, there's one that I, i've been i've been looking at that uh essentially your character arthur is hunting with one of the other uh outlaws that he's with and they're hunting a bear and he just steps up shoots his gun in the air runs the fuck away the other way and the bear attacks the guy he was with <laughs> uh so so much fun has been had in that game also spider-man uh the 2018 most recent release on uh, playstation 4 Honestly, that might be worth it alone to get a PlayStation 4. Nice. That's how amazing that game has been. Yeah, I've, I've heard really, really good things about Spider-Man. It's. Did you ever play the GameCube one, Spider-Man 2, back in the day? And the web swing mechanics? Yes. They have somehow improved on those. Nice. And they are... Inc- it's just so tight, so incredibly just... It just feels intuitive and brilliant. Like they did so much great work with this game. The combat is a little bit, I hesitate to say repetitive because you can do so much with it, but it feels like it was not the main focus of it. It was, yeah. it feels like that the, the story is just fantastic. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's just awesome. The couple of cool things that I've heard about it. Uh, well, one is like the combat system is a little like Arkham Asylum, like that Batman style. Similar? Yeah, it's similar, but it's a little bit of a lighter combat style. It's more right. arcadey than than um, Arkham Asylum, the Batman games have been. Yeah, but one of the interesting things about it is that uh, Spider-Man actually never kills anyone. I mean... Like you never see him kill anyone, but you can knock people off of buildings. If you if you look, they get webbed to the side of the building. Huh. Like it I actually, don't see I like I get it, but I don't see how that's possible. 
with the way some of the, some of this stuff happens that yeah. I've been playing it. Like, like I get it. And then, yes, I, I agree that it's probably, it's very probable that he's never killed anybody and very probable that the game doesn't allow you to kill anybody, but I don't see how it's possible with some of the moves that I pulled off of him webbing some of the building. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the idea is that like, even if yeah. you knock someone off the edge of the building, he like, they're still safe. He, he webs them and they kind of bloop to the side of the building yeah, after yeah. they go flying over the edge. Um, but yeah. So question about uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Shoot. Um, how many times have you accidentally punched your horse? Never. <laughs> Surprisingly, never. I don't know if that's that's a thing, but I've seen what happens when you do because the horse kicks you in the fucking neck. Yeah, Pardon my language. Oh, it's hilarious. I've seen so many things of like people running up and like hitting the wrong button. And just destroying, and yeah. The horse, and the horse just like, you know, they they punch the horse in the face and the horse just turns around and kicks them right upside the head. Yeah. And it's see, I don't, I don't see how you could possibly do that. Cause it's the same controls as GTA. You'd press the Y button. You get on the horse. Like yeah. you have to hit the right trigger to punch him. Unless they remap their controls. It's, I don't think that's possible. I haven't found a way to do that yet. I'm not saying it's not impossible, but I haven't found a way. Yeah. Oh, hmm. also. You ever play runescape back in the day? Uh, I have not. There is an iPhone and Android app of old school RuneScape, and I've been playing that as well. Yeah, they. I, I think it's surprisingly not a fun. They, old school RuneScape is a huge thing. It actually has yeah. ridiculous viewer numbers on Twitch, which is scary. Um, That's surprising. It's also free. Yes, but yeah, they they made a client for iOS and Android, which is mm -hmm. kind of and awesome. It's also PC and Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one that's similar to that is uh, Stardew Valley is out on iOS now, which is yeah, crazy. yeah. I still it's... haven't picked it up yet, but it's like seven or eight bucks. So like, you might I'm as well at that to, point, right? Yeah, I'm going to at some point, but just haven't had a chance yet. I really, I have yet to experience the multiplayer, but I really want to. I, I'd love to do a stream of that at some point. I just haven't had time. Like I've been busy with Overwatch. I've been busy with uh, D and D on Friday nights, also streamed. Um, <laughs> I just I've been just honestly busy. Um that's really it for what I've been playing. You been playing anything else? Uh no. Aside no, from I'm, Fatherhood. I'm actually, actually, yeah, Fatherhood is basically it. Uh I'm actually trying to find a name of a game that you reminded me of. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh so one of the games that I packed on backed on Kickstarter a while ago uh is a game called Energy Hook. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes. So Energy Hook, it's a, I don't know if it's still quasi-open world, but it's like a quasi-open world game, but it's literally made by the guy who created the web-slinging mechanics in Spider-Man 2. And it I remember uses talking about this. the web-slinging mechanics of Spider-Man 2 and a rocket jetpack. <laughs> so so if you guys recall, um, you might not, but back in our E3 of like 2017, we actually talked about this. Because uh, it was the first premiere of this of the 2018 Spider-Man game, yeah. and we were like, and, and you, I remember you bringing up Energy Hook, and just having a gushing session about that because Spider-Man Two was just freaking incredible. Yeah. So basically, you just yeah, you do parkour and crazy stunts. I don't think mm -hmm. there's actually like a story or anything to the game. It's just literally the extreme sport of the future, and you just fly around on laser webs and a yeah. rocket jetpack, and you know. What more do you need out of life, right? I mean, 
I'm pretty happy. Just give me a snack and, and some beer. And it's like 10 bucks on Steam. That's not and bad. That's, that's at full price. <laughs> Damn, really? Yeah. I, I, I sense a game review in our future. Thank you. I, I'm willing to. Might might have to do that soon. All right. So mentioned in the in the lead. You want to get to the topic, or do you have anything else you want to bring up? Uh, no, I'm I'm ready to dive right in. Let's dive in. So at BlizzCon this year, there was a rather momentous, polarizing, (laughs) polarizing, momentous, polarizing reveal of the new Diablo game, and that is a mobile game called Diablo Infinite. And the entire internet, at least the entire portion of the Diablo fan base that is the internet, freaking exploded. Everyone was upset and angry, and some people chalked it up to just people on the internet, like gamers overreacting. Uh, over, over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and let's be honest here, I don't think they're overreacting. What they wanted and I'm speaking for myself mostly, what I wanted to see was a reveal of either a Diablo 2 remaster, Diablo 4, or some kind of new awesome content, maybe an expansion pack for Diablo 3. What I got was a mobile game. I don't want a mobile game. I don't want anything to do with a Diablo mobile game. If I want to play Diablo, I'll sit at my PC or PS4 or Xbox if I feel like picking up Diablo 3 on those games on those consoles and actually play Diablo. Yeah. That feels like a slap in the face and feels like that Blizzard and Activision have gone completely tone deaf with what their players want to play. The prevailing theory being that they want to tap into the Chinese mobile market because it's so huge and booming and like everybody's playing over there and it's a ton of money to tap into. I get that. And honestly, if they had announced it anywhere but BlizzCon or had some sort of announcement for like like being make it a partner announcement couched in a Diablo 4, Diablo 3 content, or Diablo 2 remaster, I think it would have been fine. I think everybody would have been fine. Yeah. I don't think anybody would have been upset. The big thing that is interesting to me in all of it is that Blizzard, even before E3, or not E3, even before BlizzCon said uh that they had multiple teams, two different teams working on Diablo games. Yes. So, and it's possible that they are still working on Diablo games that aren't this. Correct. They've said that they are. They're working okay. on, a, there is another Diablo game in the works. Sure. No one talked about that at all. No, nothing at all. Announcement. And I think that alone tells you that Blizzard did a, terrible job getting that information out what 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 i would have even been fine with like do you remember when nintendo had their their splash screen thing for metroid yes if they had just done that for a diablo teaser i'd have been okay or or elder scrolls somerset or whatever yeah yeah yeah. the the elder scrolls splash screen bonanza or starfield or whatever yeah Yeah, like if they had just done something if they'd just done that imagine teased it imagine if they had so they'd given this mobile announcement, right? But then followed it up with just a Diablo 4 logo. Like people would have just lost their shit and they wouldn't have cared. Yes. They would have just been like, no cool, one would have given a shit. Yeah. Or, or the, even with, or even if they lead, led with the Diablo 4 thing and then said, we're going to do a mobile game as well. 
yeah. nobody would have lost their shit. The other critique that I've heard is that if Blizzard had done it earlier in that uh not keynote, I guess, like yeah. in, in that big batch of announcements, if it had just the been big earlier reveals. and it hadn't been like the oh yeah, one more thing. It wasn't the bumper, yeah. yeah. Like because that's what it was, is that they they built up all this hype. They knew there was a ridiculous amount of hype about Diablo 4 because that's what everyone was expecting yes. Diablo 4 yeah and even though they said beforehand like you know we're not gonna announce Diablo 4 but we we have something Diablo related we're going to announce no one cared like yeah. everyone was expecting like oh we were expecting Diablo 4 or our you know remaster, to remaster Diablo 2 1 or 2 yeah and I would love it with Diablo 1 remaster but like they just it sucks that they took didn't. a big dump on their fans. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just how it feels. I'm sure that that's yeah. not how they and, feel that they're pushing the message out, but that's how it feels. Right. And the, the part that made it really difficult was the doubling down. <laughs> not necessarily, not necessarily the doubling down, but that's kind of funny. Um, but no, the, <laughs> the response. So there's, the Do you guys not have phones? Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that has been like meme yeah. to the end of time. And it should be. Like we'll we'll, we'll include the like the, the original video in the show notes. It's a ridiculous response. It is. Um insipid. But there were two really great fan comments, and you could tell one of them <laughs> like the guy lied to the person before yes. making his comment which is because you know there's a guy there screening people for what they're yes. going to ask and you could tell he said one thing and then you know came up mm -hmm. and said something else when he actually got to the microphone uh, but one of the guys asked if it was a uh really delayed really out of season april fool's joke which was hilarious and got lots of people laughing in the audience yeah uh, and then the other really good one was the guy that asked you know, he you know very very nicely asked if they could expect that this game would come out for PC yeah. or if it was going to be a strictly mobile release. And that's when you get this comment of no, at this time we have no plans to make it for PC. This is strictly going to be a mobile experience. And they got booed at BlizzCon at their biggest announcement of the year. So hardcore Blizzard fans hard spent hundreds of dollars to come to this event and they get booed on stage and that's when they respond with don't you guys have phones and yeah like, it, the the part where this feels like they're they've lost touch with people is it like their hard their core audience for diablo doesn't want to play the game on a phone they want to play a game no. on a computer like i they, said they don't want to play their game on a tablet they want to play their game with a keyboard and mouse mm -hmm. like most of them don't want to play it on their PlayStation or an Xbox or a Nintendo Switch. They want to play it with the mouse and keyboard. Yeah. And like, sure, people would probably enjoy a Diablo game for their phone, but Why? not if it's going to be this drastically different from a Diablo game. Like it's not. So it, it's basically, you know, you run around with a controller and you hit buttons instead of, you know, tap to do stuff which is yeah. what i would expect from a diablo style game on a mobile device but apparently the only people that have thought to do that are uh 
an indie game studio. I think the game is called Avernum, and it's a yeah. Diablo-style game, and the graphics are not the greatest in the world because it's yeah. an indie studio, but it's a fun little game. So to ca- to to at least put a little history behind the guy who asked if it was reasonably, very reasonably, if it was going to be ported to PC, he's apparently a huge uh, contributor to, to the Reddit thread R Diablo. Like he's like one of the people who moderates it. He was the one who created the original R Diablo. Just a huge amount of like this guy loves Diablo more than I love Overwatch. That's a lot of love. And to be just kind of sack tapped like that by one of the guys who created a game, the, the games that he loves is just, it hurts. It, it's it's going to hurt. So fun side note, the reveal trailer for Diablo Immortal has been disliked as of this article, 184,000 times at the time of publication and the, the number has gone up and they, they took it down four different times the weekend of the release of the trailer and uploaded it again and again and again and it kept getting dislike bombed yeah basically as as people uh realize that it's been done the other thing that's been really interesting is that people try to keep saying that uh blizzard's deleting comments and they're not just the youtube comment system is garbage and uh it is there's a really great one that uh, Phil DeFranco did when he was talking about it, where he actually went through the comments on the post and you could see the same guy. He goes like, this has been deleted 14 times. You know, this mm-hmm. is bullshit. And then like he scrolls down a little bit and the same guy goes, this has been deleted 13 times. This is BS. Yeah. Yeah. Scroll down a little more. This has been deleted 12 times. And he can find every single one of this guy's yep. posts and it just, it didn't get deleted. It's just the no, algorithm just wasn't putting it on top. It was just yeah. burying it. Because so they're not fun. In any kind of chronological order. Yeah. Also, a good side note: if you want news that is completely unbiased, and uh, I, I mean as unbiased as as possible, and no slant, no political slant on it, just news. Phil DeFranco's channel is amazing. Yeah. Um. I I do have just that's just a complete side note. I do have. <laughs> I want to read this uh thread, this Twitter thread by Mark Kern, who was a producer on Diablo Two. Uh, he hasn't worked on any other Blizzard games, but he's only worked on this one. This is the Twitter thread that I posted. You, you looked a little confused. No, I was just I was reading something weird. Okay. Anyway, um, I, I now this is all Mark's words. These are not my words. These are not Chop's words. So just take that with with that particular thing in mind. Blizzard games are not smugly entitled, nor are they toxic, and they most certainly are not made about a mad about a mobile version of Diablo because they hates the women's. The craziest blue check theory I've seen so far. Since I was producer on Diablo 2, a lot of people have been asking for my thoughts on the whole Diablo Immortal fiasco. I hate to say it, but what you're seeing is Blizzard not understanding gamers anymore. There's nothing wrong with having a mobile version of Diablo. In fact, I would have wanted one as an option. But the way they it was hinted at and presented and the failure of Blizzard management to predict the backlash caught me by surprise. Blizzard used to be really gamer-driven. Blizzard coyly played up the Diablo hype, which was a good move, but failed to anticipate their PC-based audience was how their PC that their PC-based audience was going to expect, well, a PC-based announcement. And that following all that hype with a different product is a huge bait and switch feeling mo- moment. Blizzard has said now that they are working on multiple Diablo projects, 
they really should have dropped a teaser for their PC-based project alongside their mobile announcement if that's the case. But what is really telling is that this, this really surprised them. They were expecting backlash, but they didn't have a plan for it. They didn't predict the wave. Any Diablo gamer could have simply told you what would happen if you'd asked. Blizzard never used to have to ask because it was made up of hardcore gamers from top to bottom. We used to say we were our own harshest audience for our games. I would have had a line of devs outside my door telling me this was a bad move. The fact that Blizzard was A, unprepared for this reaction, and B, had no plans to mitigate, even knowing some of it was coming, is a great disappointment to me. It smacks of, yeah, well, suck it down. Sorry, John Romero, this wasn't your fault. This isn't a toxic gamer issue. It's not an entitlement issue. It's just bad PR handling and a bad culture on the part of Blizzard, I'm sad to say. It's a culture that says, we know better, and fits right in with, you think you do, but you don't. Maybe you don't know better anymore, Blizzard. Maybe you've really lost touch with gamers, and you are now in some billion-dollar-a-year ivory tower. That needs some reflection on your part, because that's, that's how big businesses fail. Remember Nokia? Remember Blockbuster Video? Today's devs need to talk to gamers all the time. Game dev has gotten so big, it's easy to lose touch. Many devs stop playing games as they start making them professionally. You need to make an effort to connect and tear down the corporate wall and get to know your audience. And I like how Blizzard isn't gaming their, blaming their customers. Yet. But they say they are passionate. It's pretty good so far, but an apology and, and a PC reveal would be better. They are busy with BlizzCon winding down. This was posted on November 4th, by the way. But I hope to see a better response after all this. As for mainstream game journalists, they are blaming gamers. And so are a lot of know-nothing devs in mobile and indie. To them, I say, be prepared to lose a lot of your customers and money. Because it's never right to blame your customers for your own PR blunders and learn nothing. And honestly, I, me talking again, I completely agree with just about all of that. I, I mean, I still haven't seen anything about a teaser for Diablo 4 or a Diablo remake or any of them. I haven't seen anything about that. And I honestly think that as much as I love Blizzard, as much as I love Overwatch, as much as I love their games, this is kind of messed up. And this is honestly the reason that we started working on this podcast today. Yeah, this this is the comment that uh, sparked the idea for, for this particular topic because it was the like, wow, this seems to be a trend right now in the industry, which is unfortunate but yeah yeah but i don't know like i don't know how to feel about it because it, in some ways you know blizzard has been listening to their fans because you have wow classic mm-hmm. getting ready to come out which people like i've seen people play the you know or the little beta preview thing that they had mm-hmm. from at blizzcon and yeah they love it like it's like oh my god this this brings back so many memories this is great. yeah this is vanilla wow again yeah and like that was something people wanted you had pirate servers with two hundred thousand players yes yes <laughs> and they fought they listened and apparently actually did a good good job with it so far we'll see what they do from here but um i hope it's something great but honestly yeah. I, i've so far i haven't seen anything any sort of like there's no been no backpedaling at all. Like the, this is a we're right near not moment. It feels like, and I yeah. I wish it wasn't. And to make things worse with air quotes, <laughs> um, 
there was an interview that some of the Blizzard guys did shortly afterwards, and basically they said that Blizzard's business plan going forward has, quote, many of our best developers now working on new mobile titles across all of our IPs. So this isn't going to be the last. I mean, and I wouldn't expect it to be because it's big and, money. It's tons what, of money. Well, it's it's not just that it's tons of money. Is It's that so many people do play games now on their phone. And that is nine times out of 10 when they have time to sit and play a game they're going to pull their phone out because mm -hmm. it's just, it's there. It's easy. It's a matter of convenience. The biggest concern I think about a lot of the Diablo players and just any players at all, when they hear, Oh, they're going to make our favorite franchise into a mobile game is that it's going to be a microtransaction fest because mm -hmm. that's the culture that has been built up around mobile games is that, it's free to play and then they gouge you for money. Like yeah. there is a reason that Candy Crush Saga is one of the highest earning video games in the history of video games. Like it is, it's made yeah. millions and millions of dollars on a game that is 100% free and you never have to pay a cent for. Mm-hmm. Because they just get to these little tension points and pressure points where it's like, oh, well, you ran out of tries here for the day, or you could spend 99 cents and skip the level. And because uh, if you aren't familiar with Candy Crush for some crazy reason, about every 10 levels, there's a level where you can, you only get like one or two tries a day at it, or you can spend 99 cents to skip it. I actually have never played Candy Crush. Yeah. But, like I know, I know the theory. I know the game. I just I've never played it. Yeah, and then there are, are levels that you'll get stuck on unless you pay a couple dollars for some power ups. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But th there's a reason the game is still around, and there's actually two different Candy Crush games. I think in the top paid apps for iOS for paid games, mm -hmm. and it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like that they make some ton yeah. of fucking money and. A ton. Yeah, and Blizzard will probably make a ridiculous amount of money off of this. And there will definitely be people who check it out and play it. Even the diehard yeah. fans, they will probably check it out. Yeah, probably. They, as soon as they hit that first paywall, they're they're going to stop, though. Probably. I honestly have no intention of checking it out. I want to see whether or not it's going to be good. I just... I, I, but I don't I don't like the control scheme on mobile. Like yeah. do you remember the game that we were we were going to like that survival game that we were going to start a clan with? Yeah. I stopped playing maybe a day after I mentioned that because I just I don't like the control scheme. It's not fun, it's yeah. not intuitive, it just doesn't like feel last, right to me. Last day on Earth, I think. Yeah, something. I think that was what it was called. Yeah. But like we said, this is a trend in mm -hmm. the game industry that we've noticed lately. And I think the biggest one that we, I don't think we've had a chance to talk about this yet on the podcast. I don't remember. I, I, some might have like we, but... we, we addressed portions of it, but never actually with our microtransactions episode, yeah. we addressed portions of that, but we never, we haven't gone back to it after 
all of the fallout happened. Yeah. So the the first big one that that was a huge red flag, I think, for the gaming industry was EA and Star Wars Battlefront 2 because it fans like literally very very vocally said they're sick of the microtransactions. Like they're sick of this being bled out by these big companies for a game that they pay 60 plus dollars for they don't want to nickel and dime microtransactions on these games yep. and to the point of like organized twitter campaigns to let to inform disney and harass disney into like taking a look at what's going on because i mean you're talking you know random loot drops that affect whether or not you win a game on a star wars game that's basically marketed to kids like ish um and so people were basically like you know disney why is ea making a game that involves paid gambling for kids and uh apparently the reason the uh it find the whole system finally got unplugged was the fact that a disney executive called up ea and was like what is going on Mm-hmm. why are we hearing about this what what is happening and uh they were like okay we're gonna we're gonna remove this feature for a little bit and we'll see what it you know what happens and then eventually they apparently went back to the progression system that dice originally wanted to use for the game which yeah. is kind of funny um and people were less unhappy with that uh, and now I think they've removed that progression system completely. Like there's no yeah. microtransaction progression system anymore. And uh, at this point, the damage is so beyond done to the game that it's dead. It doesn't matter. Like, yep. I mean, it, I don't think it's dead, but it doesn't matter. Like no it one really is going to go back yeah. to that game because there's so much other stuff to play now. Like it really is. Yeah. I think the, the quote was, uh, let's see, EA temporarily removed the microtransactions from battlefront Two wholesale. Um, and the representative of Lucasfilm tell, told the Washington Post, Star Wars has always been about the fans and whether it's battlefront or any other Star Wars experience, they come first. That's why we support EA's decision to temporarily remove the in-game payments to address fan concerns. And I don't think they ever put them back in after that. Yeah, they... Yeah, it, it, it was just a big, giant message. show. But, but it does show that, like... I mean, there there's definitely a problem uh, in the gamer mindset of, like, if I'm paying you full price for a game, it should not have... Even like single player microtransactions, we've gone off on before. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, like well, single player having... microtransactions are just dumb. Yeah, they're just dumb. Okay, I think they. I can't remember if they pulled them all completely from Shadow of War because that was another one that had like a big. Oh yeah, that was a huge to do. Too, but it's just like, I, I mean, I get it. They're, they're huge companies. They are literally beholden to their shareholders. Like the way these corporations work is if they do not do everything they can to make a profit, they can be sued by their shareholders mm-hmm. for not doing what's best for the business. Yeah. Which is, it sounds really crazy, but that's what happens when you become a big publicly traded company. Yeah. Like, your shareholders can sue you and force you to do things you don't want to do because 
they they think they it's the are right thing to con- do. Yeah, they are in control. Basically, like they yeah. they have the money, which is you know it sounds absolutely nuts to you know normal people, but <laughs> I mean <laughs> like that is the way the business world operates, which is crazy. That's why you see is. corporations doing all kinds of ridiculous stuff that doesn't make sense because if they don't they will uh their it own shareholders sued. will sue them which yeah. you know also is just crazy um then you kind of have i'm trying to think of some of the other games that have been popping up lately uh black ops 4 the the most recent call of duty game people are mad at right now because of the way they're their microtransaction structure works for loot not really loot boxes but whatever their equivalent is their battle royale Um, mode here well it's not even that it's just the the to play the game and unlock all the stuff that you could spend money on it takes more than 200 hours to unlock all of it and no who 200 hours of a video game is I mean, yeah, it it happens. Like people play Skyrim for more than two hundred hours. People play sure. Fallout for more than two hundred hours. But like, I mean, I've got, I I have to have over a thousand hours in Overwatch at this point. Yeah, but it it's still it's so such a crazy thing to expect of a casual player, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And the thing is, is like they don't expect that of a casual player. Like that's that's kind of the point of a lot of this stuff. Is they're like, oh, well you can buy this and it'll make it easier and you won't have mm-hmm. to spend all this time grinding. So if you just want to play and enjoy the game, you can spend a little bit of extra money and it's just like, come on, man. That's, that just seems ridiculous. Like that, that yeah, whole absolutely. prospect to me seems ridiculous, but you know, what do I know? Right. I, I'm with you, honestly. I don't know. I don't know if I know any more, but I'm, I'm, 100% with you that's insane to me yeah and then and then you get weird stuff that happens like what is currently going on with battlefield 5 which you know by the time this comes out it will have already finished happening yeah but so so here's the way this works right so they have a staggered release of battlefield 5 based based on what version of the game you purchase right yeah Staggered releases are, are are standard. Like they they happen. Like there's staggered releases, but for PS4 and play and Xbox games, etc. But there there's some weird stuff going on. So if you if you buy the sixty dollar retail version of Battlefield Five, you can play the game starting on November twentieth. Mm-hmm. That's whatever. Yeah, that is what it is. Sure, makes sense. If you pre-order the deluxe edition, so like the whatever the ninety or a hundred dollar version or whatever you en- it ends up being for the weird collector's edition, you can start playing five days early on November fifteenth. Cool, not a huge deal. Whatever, right? Yeah. If you are an Origin Access Premier member, you get full access to the game on November 9th. You don't have to pay the $60 for the full game. You don't have to pay the ridiculous amount for the thing. As long as you're paying the Origin Access Premier monthly subscription, you get the entire game for free as part of that subscription. And you get to play like two weeks before people who bought the game. And to make things worse, it's not even a complete game. There's multiple... Like 
their battle royale game mode not in the game hmm. it, it'll be out sometime next year huh and that's one of the things people are so mad about is like it's literally like they're releasing half a game understandably upset yeah. i think the the thing is there's there's no dlc all the post launch maps and game modes will be completely free yeah but you're only getting half the game firestorm is going to be released sometime in spring of 2019 which is their battle royale huh welp yeah co-op also not available yet it will be out sometime in 2019 which is kind of bs let's be honest here (laughs) like come on dude really (laughs) really yeah but i mean like i like i understand you have to do cool stuff for your origin access premiere people but how are they playing the game a full two like almost two weeks before someone who goes out and purchases your game or pre-orders your game like I got nothing, dude. It's it's a weird tier system that seems completely unnecessary to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and the sad part is, is so much of the stuff is EA, and like that's, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, Battlefront oh. two, Battlefield five. Yeah. That's and, half of our conversation so far. Yeah, and the other thing that happened with Battlefield five was the whole huge controversy coming out of E three where. Uh, people were talking about uh, like that they seemed like they were just trying to do the whole political correctness thing and injecting amputee women fighting against you know Nazis in World War II while they were talking about like how they were the it was like the most authentic World War II experience you could you know ever made or something. I thought it was like Battlefield that. One that they were talking about. No, that, that was that was Battlefield Five. Huh that they talked about like the most authentic experience and like one of them had like like literally a woman with a with an amputated arm so she had like the little claw yeah, thing yeah, yeah. And, and she's like hip firing a <laughs> like a full-on light machine gun and jumping out of windows and stuff and it's just like yeah that that's not an authentic world war ii experience and people are <laughs> complaining about this and being like why are you why are you screwing up world war ii is basically what they said him said to him and a guy who used to be one of the heads at dice and who not who worked at ea basically mm-hmm. was like then just don't buy the game do you and, guys not have phones yeah it, it, <laughs> It's kind of the same thing, yeah. It's yeah. He said like, if you if you don't like it, just don't buy the game. He fucking tone deaf. He he also no longer works at EA anymore. Gee, uh, I wonder he, why. He uh, resigned a few months ago. Um, In shame. But but yeah, it's like they're literally telling their fans, don't complain about the game. Just don't buy it. Like, I, think, I mean, for this game, we didn't make this game for, of a franchise you love for you. And let's be honest. Don't buy the that game. is the best advice you could ever give. Do you not want stuff like this to happen? Vote with your wallet. Yeah. Don't buy the game. Do exactly that. Because this crap will stop to ha- stop happening if you stop buying it. If you stop buying it, like like Pete, yeah. like Pete the said. Stuff. Yeah. No, no, like Pete said. Like Pete had said. If you want us to stop releasing Skyrim, stop buying Skyrim. Yeah. Seriously, like he has a great point. 
Stop freaking buying it. If you don't want it, don't buy it. If you want them to stop making these freaking games, stop buying them. <laughs> yeah. And speaking, speaking of, of three. Oh yeah. Shoot. Speaking of pedines, do you want to talk about Fallout seventy six? Do I have to? Because I think this is another another example of a company not necessarily being in touch with their fans. You know, I, I will we'll say this though. Apparently, they announced that Fallout seventy six is getting an FOV slider. Finally, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of nice. Um, it will be added before the end of the year. Okay, so <laughs> I get it. So there's an argument on the internet that is posted as like of, of a fan saying, "I want more of the thing I fell in love with. I want more Fallout." The franchise says, "Okay, here's more of the thing." The fan says, well, you're just repeating the same stuff over that you did before. I want something new. Franchise owner says, okay, here's something different. I didn't say different. I said new. Uh, you changed the thing I love. You've ruined it. You said you wanted something new. But I didn't mean like that. I want more of the same. I gave you more of the same. But I didn't mean like that. I like the new thing. Heathen! Yeah. So the, the thing with that is, my problem with it and this is the same argument I, that that's seen posted every time a bad sequel is made. And I'm kind of reading a Reddit comment from Jackal King over on our fallout. It's that it requires willful naivete on the part of the franchise and the people upset at the outrage. Take this part. For example, I didn't say different. I said new. Now this image frames it in a way that has you believe the fan is be just being unreasonable and confusing, but his statement is a valid statement. You can want something new that is still faithful to what came before and isn't completely different. Take the other recent controversy in gaming Diablo Immortal. Fans want a new Diablo. When they said that, they did not mean a mobile cash grab. They clearly meant something like Diablo 4, or more content for Diablo 3, or a remake of Diablo 2, etc. Only someone wants to intentionally frame the argument as unreasonable would make this seem like a confusing issue. So let's bring it back to Fallout. Now, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for myself and for what I have seen others say. When I said I wanted multiplayer Fallout, I always made it clear I wanted a co-op in a Fallout RPG. I've never been a fan of PvP survival crafting games. Even among the posts I have seen of people that wanted a survival crafting Fallout, those people still clearly wanted the world to have NPCs and quests and to more closely resemble the other Fallout games in terms of content. It's not unreasonable to make the statement that while Bethesda clearly gave people what could be called a multiplayer Fallout, it doesn't actually meet the expectations of what people wanted from a multiplayer Fallout. Yeah. So I find the whole thing to be a rather dishonest attempt at a circle jerk to upset fans. Like, I get it. It's, it's, yeah. I want a multiplayer Fallout too. Like, bring me Borderlands meets Fallout and I would be happy. One of the things people were almost expecting was. Elder Scrolls Online, but for Fallout. And that honestly yeah. might have been better. Maybe? And, and like, I'm not saying, uh, again, because, so here's the thing, is this is, again, like like you're saying, I a multiplayer Fallout, great idea, I would absolutely. love it. Yeah, that, right? I, it and sounds wonderful. Why, that's why I've been watching this game with a lot of interest, is it's like, what they were showing, it's like, I don't think this is going to 
be pulled off well. I think we even talked about this with our E3 thing. Is like I'm skeptical. Yeah, we were. I want to. I want. I want to see what they do. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of things that that like I need to see how they handle this. And from what I've seen so far, I, I'm not interested. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I, neither of us have played it. We've only seen what we've seen on the internet with people reviewing it and people we trust reviewing it. I'm I'm not interested either, but that doesn't mean it's not a good game. Correct. Like it, it could very well be an amazing experience, but neither of us have played it yet. Yeah. But it's, from what we've seen, it doesn't the, look great. The people that I have gone out of my way to see talk about both the beta and now the live game are people that like one of them is this guy Henry who goes by the name MXR and mm-hmm. he's he started life as a Skyrim mod reviewer mm-hmm. and then when Fallout 4 came out he started doing Fallout 4 mod reviews mm-hmm. and I think He's so he's done a weekly Fallout 4 mod review since Fallout 4 was released. That's not hard to do. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. He's also done a weekly, it hasn't always been weekly lately, Skyrim mod review since Skyrim was released like five plus years ago or whenever it was. Again, not super hard considering the volume. Yeah. Um, he's got but, a lot of content, is what we're trying yeah, to say here. But he's played a crap load of fallout and he playing the beta was like he really wanted to love the game he mm-hmm. wanted to be he wanted to do it he he's playing it like a fallout game and he's just like he's like i'm going to show you and he showed like uncut this is this is the most interesting thing i have found and done in the fallout 76 beta I'm going to present it to you. Take it for what it is. And like you watch it and he's, expo- he finds, uh, I think the uncanny caverns or something like that. And mm-hmm. he goes through it and he's just like, it's boring. Like he, he goes through, he does some stuff. He like, you know, picks a cash register, opens mm-hmm. up a safe, hacks a little terminal, shoot some things he goes underground it, it and like there's this mythology around the cavern of like there's this it's the home of this crazy monster mm-hmm. and uh, uh, uh you know urban folklore legend monster lived here and he's like so he's expecting the whole time like oh cool so i'm gonna run into this crazy bat monster thing and like he gets to the end of it and no just weird irradiated moles or whatever they were like hmm just you know, whatever. It, it was just there. And he got to listen to a bunch of hollow tapes. So, you know, got to get read an audiobook to him. And he hmm. was just like, Yeah, I if if this is what the game is gonna be, just me running around listening to hollow tapes, like I don't think it's going to be very fun. And that's half the game. Half the game is going out exploring and gathering materials to theoretically then come back and build your base or whatever but like half as it's as it's called half the game is going out and exploring the wilderness and if that part isn't fun what's the point yeah and 
one of my concerns about the game personally is the social aspect. So one of the things that I would play this game for is to run around and have fun with my friends. But I also know that like the times that I'm allowed to play the game or would be able to play the game, most of my friends are asleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can't play very often because I'm asleep by the time you're able to start streaming. Yeah. And like, so I'd be playing by myself and playing solo seems like the worst possible way to play this game because like it's a quasi sandbox game that is really shallow and doesn't have a whole lot to do unfortunately which yeah. kind of sucks it does it does it's it just seems like it's a from what i remember hearing about the game it seems like it's a wholly empty experience yeah. and it's not just boring it's empty yeah and people Lifeless. do say that it feel you feel really isolated running around most of the time because like you rarely run into a player unless something crazy is going on and third basically are no npcs that aren't dead or robots mm -hmm. and like all of the quests are the same the quests are like you know go find jimmy up at the local red rocket and you go to the red rocket and Jimmy's dead and there's a hollow tape laying next to him and you pick up the hollow tape and you play it and Jimmy's like oh well actually I gave that thing to Jim Bob down at the So it's it's a fetch quest. Yeah. The entire thing the... is a fetch quest. Yeah. And, but but no one's alive. Like there's no one to talk to. So you go to the next person and there it's a corpse with a hollow tape laying next to it. A conveniently recorded hollow tape laying right next to it and it's just one after another after another and that or you're just sifting through journal entries on a terminal, hoping that a monster doesn't come in and kill you while you're <laughs> faffing around on the terminal because hmm. it doesn't pause anything like it used to. Because it's a multiplayer game and it can't do that. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like there's stuff that needs to be addressed. And I know they're planning to address it because Pete Hines has basically said that they will be forever supporting this game until people are no longer playing it. And that seems fantastic. I love that idea. Why didn't you take user feedback into account before release? Yeah. That and, is my only complaint. Yeah. And, and, and that's part of the issue is that people are like, Oh, well, you know, this is just a beta. It'll be, you know, this is an early version of the game. It'll be fixed. It's like, dude, it is nine days from release. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's 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 being released in less than a month. The, the game is not going to be drastically different. No, you can't it, do that. Yeah, it's this is the release version of the game. They're stress testing servers yeah. and making sure nothing crazy catastrophic happens when it's released to the wide world of hardware so they can, you know, hammer out some last minute attempted bug fixes so it's only as buggy as their normal single player games <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm sorry pete i yeah, had it's... to take you to task a little bit there's one more thing i want to talk about before we wrap this up all right Let's did you have anything else to add nope that, that I, again like i i want to see where the game goes because i think they're gonna i think they're gonna address the problems over time I just think it's going to take years to address some of the problems. Like, there, 
they're talking about like, oh yeah, we're going to eventually have private servers. We're eventually going to have user-made mods. But that's like a year plus away from now. It's not even anywhere near the top of what they're working on. And the big problem with that is what happens if people stop playing it before then? Are they going to stop supporting it? Because that is from straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yeah, We're going to keep supporting it as long as people keep playing it. Well, if people stop playing it, then people who enjoy the game are up Poop's Creek. Yeah. All right. One more thing, and then we're going to probably wrap up, unless you've got some other stuff to chat about. What the hell, Sony? <laughs> you just, what the hell? You're just not going to go to E3? The biggest yeah. conference... In, I mean, it's going to make our workload a little lighter. I'm okay, I'm okay with that, but what the hell? Yeah, so news came out, it's either today or yesterday, uh, that Sony is planning to just not attend E3. And my joke at the time was like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna set up across the street and have their, their own conference, and they're going to call it the Sony Software Social or, you know, something like that. Um, there's another word I used for it. I don't remember, but it, anyway, I don't remember either. the S3 conference and uh, <laughs> they're going to have blackjack and hookers. Cause you in know, fact, man. forget the conference. Yeah. <laughs> cause, cause that's what they basically been doing. They, they rent out a place across the street from E3 and that's where they hold their kind of primary press conference. Yeah. Um, but they also apparently have one of the largest, uh, booth presences on the show floor of E3. Yes. And that's no longer going to be there. And apparently they're also saying that like they're literally not going to hold a press conference that weekend. Like they're not going to be participating at all, which is like, okay, that's different. Like that's, yes. you're, you're not doing what we expect. Like, cause I would expect like, okay, yeah. E3 is going on at this expo. We're just going to have the Sony fan event. It's just going to be over here. We're not going to be at E3. It's just, we're going to do our own thing. It's open to the public. People can come in and do whatever. They can come check out all of our games. They don't need an E3 ticket. They can just they can come get a Sony ticket, right? Like mm -hmm. just totally separate from E3, which I actually think would be really smart because like there are people that would skip E3 and just go to the Sony event. Absolutely. There's oh. tons of diehard Sony fans that would, don't care about Xbox or Nintendo or yeah. any of the other companies. They just want to see what Sony has to offer. Especially if the ticket is cheaper than E3. Absolutely. And it's, an E3 ticket is expensive as heck. Yeah. Um, But I want to know what they're going to do instead of this because they've got to have some way to make a big announcement about Absolutely. the games that are going to come out later in the year and are like upcoming. They, they, they still need to talk about that I honestly have forgotten the name already because it's been two years running that it's been at E3 and still hasn't come out yet. That biker game with the zombies. You know what I'm talking about? Do you remember uh, the last the last days or something like that? Uh, days Gone? I think it's Days Gone. Yeah, That's it. Gone. Yeah, it's... Finally it, remembered it. Thanks. Yeah, it got postponed again, I think. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is all I have to say. Yeah, and, and Death Stranding is another one people are planning, like, want to hear more about. Um, yeah. But but it's, it's they're going to have to do something. Like, E3 was a good vehicle because it's a, you know, the whole industry is going to be talking about everything that gets talked about that weekend. Yes. So it was just like, it was a convenient, hey, if we just throw all of our stuff out right now, it will get picked up and 
everything will just keep going like it always does so i'm wondering what they're going to do instead are they going to do an event the week beforehand kind of like what they did this past year where they did a countdown to e3 where they released new game trailers and stuff every day like are they going to just hey we'll wait a couple of weeks and then we'll do our own big thing and you know that way we have all of the attention to ourselves like I'm curious as to what their what their plan is from here and if if they even plan to do anything because they may not they may just say like yeah we're yeah. just we're not going to spend that much money like there's no reason to and and the reason we bring this up is that again all of this is wondering if companies have lost touch with their player base yeah is this sony losing touch with us yeah D- is how are fans you, how are how is Sony going to connect fans with the games that they're going to want to play? Yeah, like how how are fan like how are gamers going to find new games that they're interested in? Like Zero Dawn is a great example. Of this I think it's Zero Dawn, right? Like, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, like that was one of the best received original IPs in forever. And it is an incredible game. Having played it myself, it is fantastic. But none of us would have like that game would not have been anywhere nearly as well received if it hadn't been just blown up at E3. Yeah, and it did. It blew up at it E3. Exploded. The crazy robot dinosaur game. Like that's what people remember yeah. from that E3. Or it's one of yeah. the things they remember. Like so. Like how that? That's my question. If Sony is not going to be at E3, how are they going to? How is it going to benefit their fans and the gamers that support Sony for them not to be at E3? Like that is the question at the end of the day. Yeah. How is this better for their customers and the gamers? And what are they going to do to ensure that it is better for their customers and their gamers? If they even are. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're thinking. It seems like such a weird bad move on the surface but again with those proposed ideas it could be a very good move i don't know i I guess we'll we'll find out soon yeah i don't know i don't know man that that's i don't know with a lot of this stuff uh i mean we'll have to wait as always we'll have to wait and see right yeah pretty much all All right, right folks we love you thank you so much for listening if you uh, want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us at podcast at loadedcartgaming.com. That is an email that goes to both of us. If you want to get, get in touch with me, I am at Paul Cluel on Twitter. That is P-A-U-L-C-L-E-W-E-L-L on Twitter. Dan runs the at Loaded Cart account and his own at Shop the Viking. If Yay. you want to see me, check me out, play some Overwatch. I'm Every night, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., Monday through Friday, twitch.tv slash what's Paul playing today. Uh, Chop is able to play um, Destiny usually on Monday nights uh, and Saturday and Friday nights, uh, except for tonight. Sorry about that. Nope. Monday, Wednesday, nope. Saturday. Monday, Wednesday, Saturday from 10 p.m. until he gets tired. Uh, it is twitch.tv slash chop the Viking. And if you want to find us on any of the other social media and Facebook, all the other fun stuff, the links are in the show notes at loadedcartgaming.com. And if you love us, consider leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to us. It really does help us find other people to, blah, it helps other people find the show because honestly, we don't pay to advertise at the moment. And it's the biggest thing you can do to really help us. And we also 
we haven't turned it back on yet, but our Patreon is still at least available to take a look at. It is at patreon.com slash gaming. Thank you guys so much for listening. You anything else to t- talk to the audience about? Nope. I I think we've talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, we've it's it's been a little over an hour, maybe an hour and a half. It's been a while. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. And here is some smooth jazz to play you out. Oh, hi. Um, <laughs> what are you doing here? I know. You're here hoping there's going to be some kind of outtakes. Well, fortunately, Paul and I were on our game this week when we recorded this episode, so uh, there aren't any outtakes. So, uh, better luck next episode, and I'll uh, see you then. Bye!